Lots of cults all the time. Everywhere. Most yeah, they're a, mo- most they're a lot more common than you would think. Most of them are small. Yeah. So you don't hear about them. And the only time you really hear about them is Maybe when something bad can, happens. I guess you got to get to the computer, don't you? Yeah, I'm going to be leaning back and forth. But you guys you guys keep keep having some cult talk. I was trying to find something with some pictures. I'm just going to keep talking, and you can start, like, recording shit whenever you want. Oh, I'm sh- you already hit record, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we just, like, we just jump in whenever oh, cool, we cool, just try cool, to... Cool. Um, yeah, some of this will probably get cut out. Most of it will. My cult theory. So you only ever hear about them when there's like a a massive sort of murder or like suicide or you know some sort of fucked up shit like sexual violence and like yeah usually it's like you only hear about it when that happens and it's always a dude yeah oh yeah and why is that why do you think it's always a dude statistically speaking there's as many cults run by women. As there are by men. You think? Yes. I mean, if you're just assuming that's that, crazy, like, their website's still up. Yeah, and look how look how outdated their website is. Yeah, because it was built in the nineties. There's still <laughs> this is like ninety seven. Well, and there's still this members cutting, to that cult. Is there? Yeah. Holy there's moly! There's still like true believers. Yeah, there's, this website there's was people that uh, survived the suicide or just after the well, mass suicide. Well, they weren't there for the suicide, and they but they still believe. You gotta have some strong theories to have a mass suicide and then still have people be like, you know what? I think they got some good ideas. <laughs> yeah. They're revamping a little bit. Or they truly believe those people went on to like the spaceship and they're still just waiting and on their time. And they're up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they believe that they made it. Oh. They don't I seem guess, to be very technologically savvy. That was funny. That was the craziest listening. part because I don't even think anybody was like closing in on them. No. They're just like, they oh, were we're just all. Doing their own and thing. then, like, a few days later, somebody, like, started smelling the bodies. Yeah, they were just doing their own thing, and they decided it was, like, the end of the line. And that, that comet was, like, an Oh, yeah, comet. yeah, yeah. It was a comet. And that was sort of, like, the tenant that, like, this guy had been. And he was he was having a break, an emotional breakdown it's, because he had <laughs> lost his partner. And he didn't know how to leave this group without her. And so he was mm. like, here's this comet. That's our spaceship. Let's go. It's mass suicide time. It's funny too because it's, it's the only, it's the second time where like I have vivid memories of like something horrific that happened and it involved the shoe. That was like the triggering the thing. Shoe, yeah, the costume was a strange thing and like the money in their pockets. Yeah, because they were, they wore uh, like Adidas track suits and Nike and then shoes, the purple like hoods. Yeah, or and, yeah, no, there was the yeah, it was Adidas. Adidas track shoes or track pants, and then a the purple shoes, hoodie, and the then the, yeah, the Nikes, and then like uh, so and then that, and when Kurt Cobain died, remember when like in the um the news footage where they kind of like zoom in on his shoe, his Converse. Honestly, I don't remember actually seeing. You're that talking about Kurt Cobain's uh, really because the, I didn't have I, I was like on a three channel TV at that point. I didn't have cable. Oh, but. The day that Kurt, the news broke that Kurt Cobain died was the day I met the father of my teenage baby. Get like, the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wild. It was like, uh, it was like we probably would have just hung out that night and never talked again. Is that how you guys bonded? Was over we the did. death of Kurt Cobain? We had like a morning, like a, like a, what is that called? Um, 
uh, tra- like tragedy bonding or like trauma bonding. Trauma bonding, yes. We had a teenage like trauma bonding moment. It smells so like funny. teen spirit. <laughs> yeah. It did smell like teen spirit. And then like a year later, we had a baby. You, when you do that too, you cover her up entirely. So like, it's like a- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cover you up. Where yeah, are, you got to back up a little bit. Where are the cameras bit. here? Just the one. Just the one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we just have the one just because uh, I'm not back there to switch between the other cameras. So normally on a podcast, I would have all three cameras rolling. And then I can I have like a live switcher in the back where I can switch between the three cameras. Unfortunately. That's, yeah, that's that's the guy. That was the leader. Right. And they, all, they, he looks the like reason, a fucking nutcase. And he is a fucking nutcase. looks nut like your case. dad. He is a fucking <laughs> nutcase. My dad actually has hair. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. He has hair and I don't. He's like he's a kooky mother. Like a full head, but full like head. I think that the real tragedy about the way that that was portrayed was that it was just like everybody like clinged on to the kookiness. Sure. And when you go, yeah, because he did like you, speaking in tongues and shit like that. He like, was like, oh, 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 and like ever, all of them were oh, kooks, but they also had this very normalness to them. He would speak to them and, and like go and mumbo at, jumbo, and they'd all like giggle, like they knew what he was the fuck he was talking. There's about. all of these. Um, they filmed everything too, so there's all of these documentaries <laughs> and stuff out there of like these people, the the ones that killed themselves. Making their like kind of final statement to the world. That I remember too. And they were very happy. Yeah, that was on so the you news. You have to like think about that, like how you know, like I just feel like it was shitty for the world to turn it into. A Honestly, joke. it was also the first time I was kind of aware of like CNN, because in my mind there was only like you know NBC, ABC, Fox, blah blah blah, like the normal ones. And then like I think I was watching it at like my, my aunt's house because we never had cable, but. That's like my first, I'm like, oh, this is just going to play. It just played all day. Like she just left it on the TV. So like you'd go out and do something and come back. It's still showing like the same coverage. So you'd kind of pop in on it and like, like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then like all these people are dead and. And yeah, I just think it's so funny that like this is the second time now where it's like my trigger for that like whole event is the shoes. <laughs> well, that's because that's all they talked about, right? So, like, that was, like, the the beginning of, like, 24-hour news. Yeah. And that was such a... Com- or at least the early that days. That was such a complex story, and all they talked about were the fucking shoes, and it was, like, it was just bad journalism, honestly. I agree with that, yeah. Like, it shouldn't have taken someone who, you know, had seen it and was aware of it. Like, it shouldn't have taken me 30 years to find out, like... That there was more to that story. They even had a website to reference. It was like it, it was just <laughs> like, like it's it turned, wild. It, they, it was turned instantly into just this like, oh, this is a weird thing, isn't it funny? When uh, it was a lot more complex than that. That like when you get into college and you're like tripping your balls off and smoking weed with like a friend, and then that gets brought up, and you're like, yeah, but the website's still there, and you check out the website, and it's like dark and ominous, and you're like, oh shit. Well, like, they, like, and that's the thing though, they had all this like crazy shit as part of like their canon, I guess. Vegan, but these people were all just like, they were all just like these loving people. Where I can like, that's why I say that's probably the cult I would have joined because. They were just like, come with us. We're sort of like misfits. It was like the island of misfit toys. Like, sure, they seem genuinely like happy people, right. even though there's just like a certain amount of ignorance together. to it. You know, they were just trying to connect. Yeah, and who who are we to judge? 
We're comedians. This we're, just we're became idiots. very pro cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we, we went so really... anti last time. We yeah, might as well we were go like, pro. Yeah, I, well, you know, I, are I we forgetting that. that the that the leaders like end up fucking children, or are we just? Well, that's because just... that's the only ones you hear about. You missed that whole part where I said like okay. you hear only about the ones where like something. But wasn't he one of them? No, I don't think he was. Nobody was allowed to fuck anybody in that. Club. Yeah, that's right. She's absolutely Get right. The fuck out he didn't here. fuck anybody. That's people the craziest doing, part. People were Castrated. doing voluntary castrations. Oh, no one was allowed to fuck anybody. Some people joined as like couples, and they were just yeah, asexual or whatever. Anymore. Fucking In that crazy. Way, they like focused on spiritual relationships. You're right. Usually, the downfall for a cult is like somebody's fucking once everybody, start, once they fucking start kids, you, or killing somebody, and then that's all like one of the downside. People like who they can and cannot fuck. Like that's that's where the cult has like tipped over the mountain. Yes, <laughs> and then people get that's sexually roller, pent up and frustrated, and then goes. then then they're narking on each other, and everyone's uh, hating on one another. And next thing you know, cult done. And then the uh, like the FBI is busting in, just laying waste to motherfuckers because they're douchebags. But so, yeah, Fuck the you cops. hear about those ones because that's like the terrible thing that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that like when you hear about like the CEO that like raped all of his staff, like there was this whole, I think there's this thing where these people, like they want the power so they can do that. You know where yeah. they learned it? And it's not just called. You know where they got this to, from? Like, the Harvey Weinstein playbook. <laughs> yeah. And like the Jeffrey Epstein thing, like, the cult thing is always about like sexual control. And so that's why you'd never hear about women cult leaders because they're not doing that shit. They're just chilling out somewhere like on an island running their cult and being really well, nice to everybody. Say that to Jelaine Maxwell. Yeah. I think she this, wasn't that in was a lot of the cult though. I think she this was every bit as much of power and dominance over a woman as it was for Harvey or for uh, Brian Epstein. Or what I'm Brian Epstein, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. I had a watch his, the Beatles documentary last night. <laughs> he has like a cousin Brian. Yeah, yeah and I wonder if there's any relations. It's a scandal. I just stumbled upon something here. <laughs> I wonder if there's any real relation, any lineage. Look it up. No, I'm All just right. kidding. Let's oh, you have to look it up on the, the DNA thing, like the milkman guy. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> we, got, we got the Jeffrey milkman. Epstein's real dad. Uh, the milkman. Yeah, bring us in. All right. Well, this this lady is about to talk about the house rules. Let's see. How well, that goes. we'll introduce the podcast and our guest. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love how official we are. <laughs> All right, roll. Go What's ahead. up, you sick son of a bitches? <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's or good sickies. for sick and si- that's sickies. A, that's what we're gonna call our fan group, sickies. Si- or uh, what? What? Is, I would like Chris to be, Dalia. I would like to be introduced as the unofficial queen of Cleveland. There you go. Guys, this is the unofficial Queen of Cleveland, <laughs> Marley. Welcome, Marley. Marley Pickles. Marley Pickles, the unofficial Queen of Cleveland. Do you have a brother? It's, uh, it's Miss Pickles if you're nasty. Miss Pickles if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Were you Dude. trying to make a Rugrats no, reference no, no. there? No, no, no. I, I, I worked with a guy <laughs> named Ricky Pickles. <laughs> really? Yeah. That is tall, not my brother. Tall gay motherfucker. He was hilarious. That dude ruled. I, Ricky well, Pickles. Ricky so Pickles. there's a Ricky Pickles just running around Cleveland? Is yeah, he's, he's, uh, he works for I UPS now, so he's really running around. Down. 
Stu Pickles was the dad in Rugrats. Really? UPS? Yeah. What? UPS. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which one's the where the brown? That's UPS. UPS. Yeah. yeah so you, you work for UPS. Now, well, now I have a second reason to stalk UPS. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the first? Mm. You like you like UPS. You like workers? UPS guys? Is that a turn on? <laughs> like a, the mailman, the delivery guy, like. You like a uniform. And, That's what you like. Well, no, because a lot of times you're getting in on a truck, you're walking around the neighborhood. Like it's usually people who are like fit and kind of young and kind of hot. All right, all right. The two point to you, Marley. And yeah. they're bringing you something. Like I can't resist a man who brings something to me. So these are the <laughs> these are the wonderful quips you're going to be hearing from Marley Pickles throughout the episode. Well. If you like people who deliver, <laughs> you're going to love this next. Guy. Oh man, your segues are great. It, that's a that's a new thing for us. A milkman. Usually we just ramble until we land yeah. on something. <laughs> In California, has proven to be fathered 800 children. I I hope. Do you think they have like a young picture of him? This dude. Fucks. We don't even need to see a young. That's picture. what you know. What that's why I, I think this story right now that I would still fuck him. Still to this day. I mean, he probably wouldn't be able to get hard, but I would definitely sit on his face. Well, they've you got can, like, they've got pills for that. You can like see it in his eyes that he's he still was, got like, it. Yeah, he's still got it. He that dude can actually get a boner. Knowing that happy doesn't wow. isn't able to get it up. He will stick his tongue as far into your asshole as he can, and he has. Yeah, he's an old pro. Eight hundred. So he had 800 so, children. And that's so just that's, the amount of children. Right. That's like what percentage of like sexual encounters? That's why I think this story's bullshit because it's I think it was maybe around so how, how long? 2%. They did. From the have, 1950s to 1960s. So how many of that a year? But yeah, how many and times a year was he fucking were, them? And condoms were still like. Not really a thing. I got to figure out the math on this because that's a lot of fucking for. That's a lot of fucking. Yeah. He was just. And that's like, just the kids that were produced. Bum, bum, so it's bum. probably double that number at in least. just fucking alone. At least. He definitely delivered vitamin D whole milk to all of <laughs> those that's moms. Just the ones, that's just the ones they know about. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he probably popped more ladies than what's suggested here. But that's why I think this story is kind of bullshit because uh, there's a couple of things that I had issues with. Also, too, like the author of this article takes one, uh, he takes one little like artistic liberties where it goes like it turns quickly from, uh, from pies to cream pies <laughs> and, and sexual encounters. Wait, where are we got? Have, we, have you done any fact checking? Oh God, no! Absolutely no, not. <laughs> Why would we? I just like the idea that this old I, milkman. I'm gonna choose to believe it is 100 percent true. You think? I'm gonna choose to believe that. I don't think there's a yeah. man that lives that's not famous who is who has that amount of talent. Like maybe 800 women. You know how, like, but you know how like you know oh that you're the kid of the milkman. That's like a trope. It's like a joke. It's a cultural reference. It had to start somewhere. Okay, yeah. let's suggest he has multiple. Well, the, the funny thing is, at the end of the article, he's like, oh, I thought I was infertile. So to find out, like, my wife and I couldn't have kids. And to find out now I have 800, I can't wait to meet my new children and or whatever. So I was like, oh, why? Why wait, would you want that? I would definitely still bang him. And, and he, I bet he can still get hard. He's like a, he's like if a, you're <laughs> fucking that much throughout your life. 
he's like the madman. What was it. that guy? John or the Draper? What was, what was his name? From Mad Men, Draper, Don, Draper. Don Draper of the mm. of Milkmen. You know what I mean? He's just out there popping pussy and fucking dodging fucking paying child support. Yeah, for eight hundred. You imagine the amount of money for eight hundred children you have to pay in California in, in on a milkman salary? I don't think so. <laughs> Not happening. That would be. I want to interview. That is a spicy I meatball have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Uh well let's let's see what else uh what's going on here. Let's see if we can find anything else with him. I was gonna do some house rules for the cult, but let's see Milkman. Yeah, I wonder if this guy is if there's like if there's like a like a local news. Those DNA things though, like Fuck people's worlds up now. I have a bit about it in my stand-up now that is like uh, about how white supremacy groups, they'll do like a family tree. And if you're not like, if you have any kind of minority in your like bloodline, you can't join the white supremacy group. So I was like, get your heart broken. Yeah. I was like, uh, fact check it. Oh, it's all that rules. Now he's my hero. Websites published a news report alleging that in a recent DNA test conducted by FBI officials, a milk delivery man was found to have fathered over 800 children in California. It's okay. King. I don't, I don't know. The king. (laughs) Scientifically confirmed that Randall or Randy Jeffries was found to have been the biological father of over 800 children in San Diego, California. Wow. The article claims that Jeffrey Well, it's like the doctor, too. There was a doctor that was like, uh, like basically inseminating women with oh. his sperm. See, that's fucked up. That is super while, fucked up. While they were like asleep. At least he was out there this fucking. Is, this yeah. man with his little cutie cheeks that I want to pinch. He's a fucking hero. But no he was just out there making things happen. Shaking the bacon. <laughs> Some he, might look at him as a deadbeat dad, but I like how Marley, he's a huge. Hero. Yeah. I think he's a hero. I mean, like, it's not like somebody came after him, like, hey, take care of it's your kid. They were just well, like, Well, 800 kids in the span of 13 years. Man, that, what is the that, math? So now we, know, now we know where the urban legend of the milkman baby is comes from. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It was like that sure. town that he lived in. From Randall, Randy Jeffries. Everybody there knew. There's no way that, like, the dads of these kids didn't recognize that their kids looked. The whole town, wherever he was fucking, knew that there was like packs. Are these? There was packs of children running around town that all looked like him. Yeah. They would have all been growing up together. It would have been like an entire classroom. It's like an episode of the um, the Twilight Zone happening in that city because everyone looks the same because they're all his kids. Yeah. That is fucking wild. I didn't even think of that. Like, that's and fucking then, wild. That, like, you would... And so then you show up to the city... They probably all got fucking married to each other. Oh, like incest 50s. babies! So, and, like, they had no idea. Jesus Christ, what an epidemic this thing is. This guy. This really snowballed into but a huge still, epidemic. Like, he obviously, like, knew, like, he was pleasing a lot yeah, of there's, us. Yeah, there's he no way his kids didn't hook up. Well, they're only half. Well, uh, what are the since you like UPS that? workers so much, we've got a postman with 1,300 illegitimate oh, children. Oh, man. <laughs> topped. Yeah. Immediately topped. <laughs> By 500 I want to know how many that doctor had. Because he had, like, thousands, too. He had, a, I think they only know about, like, eight. Like, turn, it wasn't thousands. I think yeah, they you can only turn it up know on about, that. like, a smaller number, but there's probably more. 
Yeah, don't, they don't really bleed into the mic The too investigation much. that has gathered thousands of DNA samples and testimonies God, over a 15-year period ultimately proved like the man robot. is the father to literally thousands of illegitimate like children in the region. Like read I have it. nothing to be ashamed of. Thanks, the Jeremy. The 60s were good old days, and I did a great Johnny Cash impression, which played out real good with the ladies. He had a straight. That was, that was his party trick. As he was like, <laughs> yeah, I got a Johnny Cash, oh Cash impersonation. He had a routine. He acknowledged. Private investigator said Roy could never have imagined a simple gig would end oh up in a 15-year quest for the truth. It all started the in 2001 when two different men that had nothing to do with each other hired to find their biological father. Wow. And was astounded after further investigation to realize they both originated Based from the entirely same on his Johnny Cash. Well, that, that too is that, that's how that doctor got found out was that. Like these Whenever people like did a DNA time, test to figure out who they're about, and then like Testimonies they got a pop of like six hundred people right. where they're like siblings, siblings, yeah. In the latest years, who also did twenty three and me. So that's kind of how they collect all that data. Because he was doing it all in like kind of one area. Sure. So those people are like, oh, like yeah. I wonder. I wonder like the incest repercussions of that. Like. You know, all these kids who are like half siblings are now all hooking up unwittingly. I've heard now that there's apps, like you know, those like bump phone apps. Yeah. Where like if you have your stuff submitted, um, you can like bump phones with people to make sure you're not like accidentally first cousins or something. Wow. <laughs> what if you want to fuck your first cousin? Well, in your country, I don't think you have too much of a choice now, do you? <laughs> Is that what is that? <laughs> isn't that your like? Aren't your parents like cousins or something like that? My parents. I are, did like, I make that up? Yeah, yeah you are hundred percent making that up. Yeah. They're like a ninety-day fiance situation. Oh, my dad was right. my mom's right. teacher. That's Ooh, right. That's scandalous. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's the one who taught him how to be an asshole. <laughs> no, that was my grandfather. <laughs> On which side? Which grandfather? His dad. Oh, gotcha. Right. No, my mom's generational my trauma. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. He he was a um I don't know if refugee is uh if, is the right word, but like during the Hungarian Revolution, my grandpa killed a bunch of Russians and then fled the country during the Hungarian Revolution, which was ultimately lost to the Soviet Union. That would Union. be a refugee. Yeah. That would be a, a I I maybe or an asylum seeker, like yeah. political refugee. Yeah, so uh, he he grew up badass. Claim it. That's yeah, he, that is badass. His dad died when he was like two years old, so he, he grew up in like a family of twelve. You know, like how all Eastern European <laughs> families are. And then next thing you know, you got uh, you got his he's got his grandson on a podcast talking about pro or communism, <laughs> like we did one night. <laughs> I don't know if that. Wait, no, we did. We didn't talk about pro communism. Yeah, we did once. I don't know if that. No, I think pro it was, anarchy. If anything, I, I think uh, I think we. I don't think that episode's gonna be. Put out. No, I think I that was on a, on a, a one of the. I think that was on the um, the dumper that we did with two other people. We did podcasts on the toilet. No, it was the uh, br- the Brian and I. I've never I've never been pro communism or socialism. I've I've been pretty vocal about that. All right, no, I, <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not that guy. I I mean you know whatever. But God, I am very pro communism and socialism. Same. <laughs> just, guys, that's because you guys have never been to like that's because you sold home mortgages for so there. long you got sucked well, into the, so the, the machine with the communism that happened through the second half of the 20th century is that 
the communist governments, generally speaking, would act as a single giant capitalist as opposed to an actual an oligarchy structure. So it just, like, really got word. a bad name. Um, but socialism, you can't like. How can you ever be against that? Like that's like that's like your duty as a human. Like, I mean, there's as there's as many the issues with socialism as there are ca- communism. History speaking, because if you look at like, uh, well, I mean, socialism is not an economic structure. A lot. It's, it's hard a, to convince anybody who came a, from Cuba that socialism state, was a really great it's idea. It's more a state of mind, and like, yeah. there's a lot of ways to express socialist beliefs that don't have to be governmentalized, right? Sure. Like you can just give things to people <laughs> that need them, right? Have compassion and, and empathy for others. And compassion, empathy for others. Be supportive when you can and do what you can. When you have a little access, give a little bit of it away. Yeah, we'll leave that up to the Norwegians. They seem to be holding that yeah, down pretty they, good. You don't, you don't need a governmental structure to tell you to do that. My take has always been that socialism only works in all white countries. <laughs> yes. That's what yes, I said. Yes, that's exactly what you said. Because, unfortunately, I'm not saying that it couldn't work. But it, it looks good on paper, but, like, go tell Venezuela that communism is a good idea. And or, like, just, Wait, it's I also understand gl- glazing, o- glazing over racism, too. Well, because everybody talks about socialism, and but the only examples are, like, Denmark, Sweden, <coughs> Norway. It's all the Nordic countries, and those populations are, like, literally 99% white people. Well, I mean, they're also uncolonialized. You know I what? That 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 milkman is half the produce half the population of Norway, pretty much. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think Christ. colonialized countries have a di- more difficult time, and I don't think it's necessarily due to like race specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't help. But like, I think that 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 colonialist structure is what prevents that. Sure, because then they come in, they get greedy, and they start killing off anybody who's indigenous. In order to take sticks. over, and yeah. Why the fuck you look at me I mean, for that? Yeah. That's no, you, you had nothing to do with it. Like modern day American racism because it sticks. That's why him and I are able to do this podcast because his family had nothing to do with what happened to my family. Yeah. More at least my ancestors for that matter. Well, are you, what's are you Jewish, Marley? What's your background? <laughs> me? Yeah. I am not Jewish. Okay, so my my people have not harmed any of the people's uh, relatives in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah What's you're your the background? I'm, I'm half Native American and I'm half uh, Arab. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And he's Hungarian. I'm Hungarian and Greek. And mm. you are? Mostly Polish-Irish. And some, like, other things that trickled in. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what was my favorite thing but about I'm like, 23 I, so, and I'm me. Like thir- so I don't know, wait, I always forget how to like calculate this. So like my great, my great grandmother was an adult immigrating from Poland. Oh, so okay. she was older when she my came here? My grandmother, I can't remember if she was born before she was like either an infant when they came or she was born here. I can't remember. Mm. So like I think she was an infant when they came though. So she would be considered first gen and then my mom would be considered second gen. So you so your grandmother was born in 
that country and then grew in up Poland, here? Or Poland. was a baby? So your mom's like, first assumed. generation. Because that's kind of like my mother. So my mother. mom is first generation. That's so kind of like my mother. My, my grandmother was born in Lebanon, but grew up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York. And then like... Uh, then they had my mother. So technically, so my I'm mom's second first generation. Yeah. So it's so same like, I'm still pretty like connected to I guess that. Can That's you cool. speak Polish? A little bit. Okay. I, I guess. have I have eaten Chinina. Okay. They lied to me when I was a child and called it chocolate soup. <laughs> That's one way to get you to eat it. Yeah, though. we would all eat it. I had like a million cousins. A little Detroit Polish family. Nice. But my, I remember my great grandmother kept poultry. Like she was still like old world. That's hilarious. This is my favorite thing about Twenty Three and Me is that they're telling everybody that they're either like Jewish or from Africa. So like no one can join a white supremacy group anymore. Like I don't think the biggest threat to white supremacy groups is like uh, minorities. I think it's Twenty Three and Me or like <laughs> any of those. Definitely. Like, yeah. And I hope it's a prank. Or I hope they're doing like it as a prank. Maybe people deciding not to be assholes. Like hopefully there's just not that much demand to join. Well, if you think about it, if you go back <laughs> far enough, we're all Actually, kind of think, from the same place. I think they were having a pretty rough time not too long ago who white supremacy groups in the kkk they were I like reaching out so. to like be like hey we need some more members i think i, I read something that they're dying that. off i'm yeah. sure because the more as Good time riddance. goes on like well now they have all their little secret clubs though it's like the cool kids branching off the underground scene we were never pure enough white to get invited to those cool clubs <laughs> <laughs> That like uh, that would be funny if they try to recruit me and I like go get to the process where they like look at my family tree and it's all like Native probably. Americans and Arabs and they're like, holy shit! You, you <laughs> could definitely like infiltrate. Yeah, oh yeah, because I look like this. Yeah. yeah, I'm aware. I'm 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 very pale. You could fully infiltrate. But, like the albino Arab, <laughs> chief white and stuff. Yeah. That's what I like to think of myself as. Well, half guardian. I think that's how we're supposed to say it these days. Now I'm just doing stand-up bits. I'm sorry, Mickey. No, you can please keep <laughs> doing stand-up bits. I'm like trying to find a spot to talk without talking know, over people. This is sort of a weird chair configuration. Because we can't all look at each other at this Well, that, if Mickey were to back up a little I'm going to maybe like scooch this way and try yeah, to. Yeah, there you to. go. All right. And then I have to check and see if you're still in frame, though. Now That's, I have to. Oh, yeah. So. Maybe me back. Yeah, did me backing up help? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, that's a little know. bit I'm more. Like that's a little bit more natural. I'm moving like my whole camp here. Okay. I should still be in frame here. I'll double check. Hold on. I'll double check. I'm going to eat a piece of candy. Thanks for listening to the Sick Incentive Podcast, everybody. If you want to check out some more fucked up material, you can subscribe to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash sickincentive. Uh, leave us a one-star review, please, because everything we do is shit, and we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you. So, uh, you guys hear about this cop that fucked a bunch of people on, uh, 
What city the, was this in? Laverne, Tennessee. Okay. Shiro. Shiro. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, uh, two of the cops were black, and she gets fired immediately, but you got cops that kill black people, and they just get moved to a different department. How, right. How weird is that? That is a very good point. And she's fucking them. Right. She's spreading love. It's, and uh, again, I looked through those pictures. I would have fucked them. Like, why not? The guys or the girl? She's spraying both. seed, not bullets. You know what I mean? But, like, the thing that kind of pisses me off about the whole thing is that, like, you know, you don't really hear about the men. They get blurted out, like, so. Right, like, right. Uh, we, can, like, we can find pictures of the guys. And, like, there are pictures of the guys. That's her there, husband, but though. But still, like, and he. Poor son of a bitch. <laughs> First <laughs> of all, okay, I'm going to state my case. I can't remember what her name is. Megan, Megan Hall. Megan Hall. I'm going to state my case for Megan. Do it. Because first of all. I'm at this point. Oh, I'm definitely pro-Megan. Fucking get it. Get it, girl. She Second queen. of all. Her husband's name was Jedediah. Yeah. Ugh. So you know 100% he does not know how to fuck. He probably <laughs> cries. He my probably cries. <laughs> he doesn't want to look at you. It's missionary only. He's got, if you're named Jedediah, you have some, like, heavy shit from the Bible on you That's when you space. live in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah he's a pastor's it's son. Tennessee. He's a pastor's yeah. son. And, like, I don't know if you've spent any time in Tennessee, but actually, I looked at that I city have, actually. on the map, and it's, like, 45 minutes outside of Nashville, which doesn't seem far when you live somewhere like Cleveland. But in Tennessee, 45 minutes might as well be, like... Yeah, there's no traffic in that area. ...in outer space. Right. So, like, she was just getting it where she could. She wanted, like, some big swinging dick. Which is probably not either of these guys, but she also blew both of them. I don't know. The, the Italian guy might have had something going oh, on. Oh, like, fuck. God damn it. Sorry. Do me a solid, Zuckerberg. What the fuck did I accidentally You ruined into? everything. Yeah, like, it's I don't better, know. Mickey. Why? I don't get why, like... <laughs> I mean, cops are shitty people who do shitty things. Now, these guys, this dude's fucking This dude, he has the biggest dick. I've seen this guy's meme before. He's definitely got a fucking... He's that guy in the meme with the huge cock. And he fucks dirty. He's going to, like, slam you up against the wall and just, like, fucking get it. Pound town. And, you know... That's why that's why he runs the the canine unit. A girl sometimes <laughs> needs what a girl sometimes needs, and she obviously wasn't getting it from Jedi fucking Daya. No, <laughs> you're telling me this guy's not going to slam you up against the wall. <laughs> he might choke slam somebody, but that's about it. No, he's the one she fucked because it's just like he would. Was he, he like a park ranger or something? What's yeah. going on yeah. in this photo? Do you think he like asks every five seconds if she's okay during sex? Like, is this is this okay? Are you oh, doing God. okay? Yeah. I thought it was gonna be he, like, like checks bet, in on so, her. And I bet too, like he does the thing with the thumb where he's like an half an inch to the left of your clit, and he's like, <laughs> you know, like sandpaper, right, right. And you're like, okay, just move it, and he's like, no, I know where the clit is, like. <laughs> How can men not find it? It's in a two inch by two inch circumference area. It's not even that small. And there's like I've been the searching now, for 29 years. This whole diagram. 
Instagrams. <laughs> well, no, I think actually, though, the thing that, so like finding it, most people. I avoid anything know. that's covered in a hood. Generally, no. <laughs> well, you got to uncover that, baby. And that's when you get to the good stuff. There's a whole technique. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me making a stupid joke about clits. I love hoods. <laughs> yeah, you live in one. Yeah. I put one on from time to time for my <laughs> meetings. <laughs> Speaking of cults. All right. Good callback, Jeremy. So, You're uh, right, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> so he had sex with her on multiple occasions. Okay. This guy. So look like, at this guy's face. So the guy at the top, he's like patient. He probably just got done fucking He's her. like patient zero <laughs> up there. Really? This guy. She probably had like a whole thing with him for like a couple months, like a while. Oh, this guy's spaghetti all that's the way. That's my guess. This is the kind of guy, that's the kind of guy that calls uh, and then that's like marinara his- sauce gravy. You know what I mean? Right, no, you know who right, those right, people right, are? They're the worst right, people right. in the world. They're the they're they're the they are the worst, but they do often know how to fuck really good. This guy is like <laughs> his buddy who when like he was like, Hey, why don't you fuck me? And she or she like was like wanting to make patient zero he, jealous and was like, I'm fine, fuck you. He he pled a pretty good case in court. <laughs> and she was like, fine, fuck you. I'm gonna go fuck your taller buddy. So that's how that went. And then when you she wanted to make them both and then, jealous. And then uh, she was like, I, I'm ready for the big guns. That's right. <laughs> I'm ready for the SWAT team. So this guy, <laughs> oral sex in the department's gym while on duty. That's awesome. Uh, and then I forget what was, what was this guy. He, he, he also got oral sex. And they probably he, all got suspended he, and moved to different places. So no, they all got fired. There was so much more than oral sex. Look into his eyes and tell me there wasn't so much more. Oh, there, there definitely was more. <laughs> There's some return business with that guy. There was some like, there was some cuffing. Some cuffing. You think she did it at gunpoint at any time? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she did. There was some role play going on with this dude. Look at the, look at his He's eyes. Like, Get on the ground. Look in his Get fucking on the eyes. You think they yeah. tased her one time? I was thinking that. <laughs> Maybe just like just like a little bit, just like a, a little, little tappy like, tap. Can you lightly tase someone? No, I don't think so. Uh, you could touch them. I think not with a taser. Like, I think a stun gun. I think stun you gun. You like, definitely. Because that's, that's all they all have. Like, you gotta shoot. Because that shoots the prongs out. Yeah, that's what they carry though. They don't have like the little zapper things. Those are for like soccer moms who live in like a really nice neighborhood who are in zero threat of anything happening to them. It's a light. It's a flashlight. That's also a taser (laughs) that I might also have. (laughs) I guess I'm a soccer mom. You're more than likely to shock yourself with that thing than you are someone else. I have shocked myself. And then they're in such close proximity. If they touch you, then all that electricity. So you have shocked yourself with it, and you were like cool with it. Yeah, it it, it isn't that bad. It's a useless weapon. Yeah, but they like like stun guns go up to kind of like. Well, I haven't shot no, myself with a stun gun. Voltage ones, like yeah. You if you can get one that like get somebody from afar, yeah, that's great. But as soon even as they the touch you, that, you're fucked. Even the one, even the ones that you know, like it's like a like an arc one. You, you can get them. High it's better than to, mace, but honestly, the best thing to be carrying is those if little. You hit someone in the dick. You ever it. see those little like um things with like the finger holes of the pokers? 
You ever see those things? They're Uh-oh. almost like brass. Yeah, they're almost like brass knuckles with spikes on them. Mm-hmm. Those are the best things to have because because usually if there's a predator or somebody coming at you, they're usually in pretty close proximity. <laughs> you just pre- fucking a predator. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like I'm Arnold's fucking Schwarzenegger over like here. A, like a fucking if bear ble- is coming at you, or if like a hammer, you can die. <laughs> I like a hammer. I think that a hammer is a really good, and you can put Do it. Do you in your carry purse. a hammer with you? A lot of times, yeah. Yeah? Depends on what I'm doing. Do you have a, a hammer? hammer? Right now? You, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we're not a threat. There's probably one in my car. There's probably one in my car. We're not making it up of a threat. There's a hatch in my car. But like a hammer. There's a hatch in your car? Oh, yeah. Fucking wild. My wow. children for Christmas this year made me a custom bat. Yeah? Because they know I like to hide weapons around my house. Being a single woman in the world is scary. Do you have any guns? No. So you like you like miscellaneous weapons. I think if why don't you get a gun? Because I think if it's if it's a situation that's worth killing someone over, it's worth looking at their face while you do it. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's a valid point. And I actually That's a hardcore statement. I really like to troll like you know those like Second Amendment crazy. You know like, this guy looks at you while he kills you. The like <laughs> there's like there's like crazy gun like people. <laughs> One of my favorite activities is to like troll them by calling them pussies and be like, I don't need a gun to kill you. <laughs> Why are you such a pussy? Do you think they banged right after they graduated? Uh, oh, 110%. <laughs> I think this is the guy that was uh pouring uh, liquor into her mouth. So you, uh, and she you looks what? just such like a little. There's shit. so much I missed on she, this like, story. Twenty three years old, twenty four years old. Yeah, let her fuck. And honestly, too, like being in that business. So she grew up in fucking Tennessee. Obviously, she's married young. Like yeah, she's married young. She probably doesn't know a lot. She went to church every fucking Sunday. And you get into a field, like you get into a workplace. She got backed by the blue. Where you're the only, you're the only woman. <laughs> And everybody's kind of down on you. That's a really easy way to get everyone on your side. Well, hopefully and a like, lot of people went down on her. And she's not the first, like, she's not the first person to, like, go, th- you know, do that. It's a valid strategy. Yeah. And she shouldn't have been fired for it. Like, whatever. On the clock is, I think that's where she went she wrong. She wasn't. If she was doing this outside of work. because nobody when else I first, got fired. Well, people actually brought this up. It was at nobody, a party. And her and this guy's wife started making out, and he was pouring yeah, liquor like in her mouth. Yeah, they were all. It was a like, whole it's, thing. Who gives a shit? They're all the swingers. She was yeah. totally scapegoated. Well, she said it was an open relationship, but let's be honest. Jedediah doesn't know anything about open no. relationships. Right, like, even if he said, okay, he thought she meant, like, sister wives. Or he meant, like, yeah. oh, so we have, <laughs> you know, that or he, he thought, like, oh, we have separate bank accounts. <laughs> or like we're gonna have, or we're gonna have threesomes with other women. I think it's probably. Oh, what probably. Uh, poor son of a bitch. Yeah. The only real victim in this crime is that guy. And, but you but know what? He he's chose, not even a victim because if he was fucking her right. He, well, yeah. he's choosing to stay, so <laughs> she's got to be doing something right in that bedroom because he's like, okay, well, this is the best sex I'm gonna ever have, and she's the most experienced he's probably gonna have. <laughs> I hope they. I hope that. Megan and Jedediah work it out. I bet you they will. And get all freaky together. But, like, yeah, I feel like she just, like, is this young chick that's being, like. Have you ever had any clients that were, like, um, uh, like pastor's sons or anything like that? Oh, I've had rabbis. 
Rabbis? Oh, I've that had, is some like uh, Orthodox. I've yeah. Yeah, it's usually I, the ones. I've had pastors. <laughs> I've had Amish. I have a. I actually have an Amish following. Nice. <laughs> you have an Amish following. I have an Amish. You, following. Usually, like, so, so can we can we uh, <laughs> clear things up for any of our listeners uh, for for clients or should we keep everything incognito? Well, I'd let Marley handle yeah. that. I am Marley Pickles, and I am a sex worker. Okay, there we go. We don't want to talk about details of anything, but no, yeah. no so names or anything. By clients, I mean men who give me money to do some sort of sexual performance for them. Ranging from hanging out and having dinner and being pretty in public to like letting them fuck me in the ass. So the range, <laughs> yeah. the range that you have. Uh, and you do some dom work. What as are well. what are rabbis? Yeah, into? I mean, like everything in between. Like I do dom work. I do film. I I do photos. I do okay. I'm like whatever, whatever you want. I'll make it happen. Nice sounds. <laughs> I, that's a real go-getter attitude, you know. I, you're, I, you're you're a hustler. I consider myself a performance artist. And you are, yeah. And you are, and uh, so yeah. That's uh, so that, what I said. Clients is kind of what I meant. But uh, where do you want to go from here? Rabbis. Let's find out what rabbis are. In yeah. The what world. a rabbi. Yeah, that's a good question. I've only had one rabbi. And um, was he Orthodox? Did he have like the top hat? Normally the, they are. Like, yeah. He was Orthodox he had, and he was very polite and very, you know, like. It's really not uncommon with Orthodox. Yeah, Jewish he didn't want to go very, like, it was a very, like, um, tame. It was like a very tame session. They All those dudes almost lead like fucking double lives. And he was really it's interesting. Wild. But then there was like one day we got into like more of a conversation because I like to I like to talk to my clients. Like mm. I like to establish like more rapport and like long term front kind of friendships. Yeah, and like, it probably makes them feel a lot more comfortable too in the long run. Yeah, and it's you know it's like interesting. Sure. You know? I have some things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so but so like there were there became a point where like we started talking more about like heavy subjects and like I got like I realized that he like was like pitying. It was like he was coming to me, but he was like also like pitying me in this like weird That's like, so funny religious guilty way. And I was like, Don't I don't want you to look at me like that. Like I don't want to see you again. <laughs> if, if anybody needs to be pitied, it's him. Right. Because he's the one who's living the lie. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, like I am who I am and like, you know. Did he pay you in but, gold? Uh, <laughs> a little, little baggie of gold, like uh, in the Passion no, of the Christ. No, no, <laughs> he just throws no, it at no, he, Did he have no, Jewish no, Weekly no, on him? No, no, no. <laughs> no, just, no. It's a three-page. Yep. It says, no, uh, we right. still run all the media. We still have all the gold, and the rest is just cologne samples. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Jewish until I was, like, almost 30. So like I have like all this like Jewish material I can't use. So this Wait, is a like nice how? little. You said you. So like, when you- my my uncle, I think we talked about this. Did we? I think we might have covered this on the podcast already. But so when I was growing up, my uncle married a Jewish woman, and I was in the wedding. He had us yarmulkes that we had to wear in temple, and he, I go, "Why do we have to wear these?" And he goes, "Because we're Jewish." So I just thought we were all Jewish. I didn't realize he, what he meant was like my wife and I are Jewish. He converted to Judaism to marry her. 
I didn't realize that. So I just went on. And like I had a Jewish, my, one of my best friends growing up, his father was a rabbi, probably a client of yours. <laughs> I told you, I only had one. No, I'm that just kidding. That was a one-off. Uh, he, he, uh, so yeah, he was Jewish. So like, I was like so stoked to get home and like tell Alex about I'm also Jewish. Like I thought, I was like, I can't wait to get back to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you just another like uh, <laughs> you're Native American, yeah. You're Arab and you're Jewish. That just, would have been awesome. Yeah, what a mix. I mean, I and I was like, oh, in my head, I'm like, I guess that kind of makes sense because my grandmother. So my grandmother's neighborhood now is very like uh, Hasidic Jews in the most of the neighborhood. So like, you know, when we go visit where she grew up, that's all you would really see. So like, you know, I, mean, I was like, oh shit, like maybe she was Jewish. And then she converted to Catholicism for my grandfather, who's a Catholic, who also grew up in Bay Ridge. But like when they met, they met in Bay Ridge in Brooklyn and then they moved, they shortly or quickly moved to Cleveland because this is where all the jobs were at the time because of like the screw factory, uh, the IX center building, all those tanks and whatever. It was like a big, like, um, like this, the IX center used to be like a big, like, um, factory what? for like, uh, steel. What is it now? Didn't it turn into something else? I don't know what it is now. I think it's just an event space that like the, they had like the boat show at once else. a year. During the pandemic. Cause they were like, we're not doing events anymore. I don't know. IX center. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They still have like the boat shows there and shit. Do they? Yeah. I know they had like car stuff. Maybe they just like rented it out temporarily. Yeah, I think that's all it is. They were like making hand sanitizer there or something. Maybe. It's possible. It's totally plausible. It's a huge. It's a huge. Yeah, no one was really using it. So fuck. Like, might as well do something with it. So you said that your clientele was, uh, you had a rabbi and uh, an Amish person. I have Do an you, Amish following. You have an Amish following. So it's safe to say people that have giant beards are fans of you, Marley. I do have a lot of beards come through. Big I mean, beards I have and my, no mustaches? My, uh, my... Some whalers. <laughs> <laughs> if you look like Abe I Lincoln... Some, I got some long shoremen. <laughs> you might have around. paid for Marley's <laughs> services. <laughs> How did that come about? Four score and seven inches ago. Yeah, don't do that on the table. It goes through the mics. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) You could do that on this table. Nervous tick. Yeah, how did that come about? The Amish thing? Yeah. Uh, Well, so, like, there's, like, an Amish loophole, right, where they're, like, allowed to use different technologies for their businesses in order to be able to still make money for the community. Their God forgives. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, they're just like, you know, we have to keep up with the world. Sure. In order to stay alive. So they have, you know, certain certain things that are allotted to them during certain times and hours and whatever. Oh, and so there's like a, it, there's a window of time that they can use those devices. Well, yeah, it's like, cause it's supposed to be for business purposes only. Like when you go home, like that stays behind. Got it. And I'm sure that people do all kinds of things with that. <laughs> But so one person found me, and I think that since then it's been just like a, a word, word of, of mouth. mouth thing. And so what happens is they there's these like kind of field trips where like 
Because everybody like runs a small business and they need to come into town to do business with their clients. So sure. They, like have a driver come. They have like a bus and whatever. And do they um, drive I was really hoping there's a horse and buggy instead of a bus. But. <laughs> no, they, they hire a driver and they ride in the thing. So, and he drives them around all day so everyone can go to their meetings and, you know, do whatever. A chauffeur. And they just like, uh, yeah, they just kind of like slide in a visit like during the during that time. Hell yeah. <laughs> an, an in call? That would be an in call, yes. Uh, an in call. So in call, out call. Do you do it all, Marley? Uh, I don't do alcohol that much anymore. Okay. That's a, it's dangerous. It's more dangerous. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I have done an Amish out call even. You've done an Amish out call? Yeah. Like, wear kind of, you know, wear this and then meet me in this cornfield and pretend to be lost, like a whole like role play thing. Wow. You had to be lost in a cornfield. With a picnic. With a picnic, <laughs> a picnic basket. I mean, yeah, it's, not, it's honestly, if you've ever been in cornfield, it's not hard to get lost in those things. Yeah. Everything looks the same. I, uh, like, I, I don't was go provided with like yeah. a GPS like location. You know, it's like yeah, she's allowed to use you. the technology. Yeah, this is where I'm going to meet you. But like that was like the the scenario it was supposed if, to be like I don't know. I was just trying to have a picnic. For me, yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, like if they was like, oh, even with the GPS, I'm like. I would just be lost. Like, That's not like, an era of will corn. Help, like, will you help me? Will you help me, sir? <laughs> How many Native Americans did you slay for this corn? <laughs> I wish they had something to do with it, those fucking beard bastards. <laughs> the beard sons of bitches. I'm on to them. Yes, right. I'm on to you bitches. Uh, so, like... I, I would love to hear the conversation when uh, one of them went back to their Amish communities and they're like, you gotta, you gotta do the cornfield bit, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta pay for the cornfield service. He's like a special one to me. He likes to go to, he's real cute. He's real cute. But I, cute I feel Amish like it boy. has like, over the years, like has spread a little, a little at a time, you know? Little word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. Because they, you know, called me. And, but he's the only one that, like, I do special things for. How they many, don't, they how don't many, message each other. They send carrier pigeons. They're like, you should <laughs> fuck in when I did in this cornfield. Well, and I always take those, like, those appointments more seriously from, like, The a, carrier pigeon ones? From, no. The, uh, the I'm just kidding. From like, a, from, like, a performance aspect, like, because they don't have porn. Right? Yeah. So like oh, I'm, I'm making memories. Like yeah. they're like burning that into their like spank bank. Mm -hmm. They're spank banking it. So I really acted up. You're going into the vault. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm gonna give you something you'll remember till your twilight years. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna tell you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna tell your great great grandchildren about it. Do you have like a whole uh fuck what, what's that show with the the hands made tale? Do you have like a whole hands made tale thing at home? No. I no. No, you don't you don't have the, the whole thing. I try not to participate in role play that is detrimental to women. That's good. That's a good that's a good rule to have. Like yeah, it was like it's demeaning in any way. Well, no, like cuz you know sometimes like demeaning is fun. Got and it. like there's always that like everybody kind of likes that a little bit. Um but like I used to do because I'm tiny. Uh, 
I used to do a lot of like, you know, schoolgirl fetish stuff and, you know, like things like that. And it was a big money maker. And then there was just like a point where I'm like, I don't want to contribute to that lot, that blurring of that line between like girls and women. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. And like, and also too, it's like, I some guys get confused too with that of it being like more like women are going to be more submissive, you know, in a sense because of that like kind of role playing. It's like that's not how it really is in the real world. Like when women aren't that submissive, like nor should right. they be. And if they are, it's a it's a gift. Sure, it's a gift that they're giving you. You know, it's not something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like one of my favorite things is because people call for like they want like a sexy secretary thing all the time. Like that's a common one. Wow. Uh, and I'll like set the whole like room up and I, I set up a whole thing. I have a little outfit, but then I answer the door like they're there for a job interview mm-hmm. and I sit them down and well, I you give just, them the like, full experience. So I'm like, so I'm like, you ask for like, cause they want the look, but I'm like, I'm not going to be your, does like, it cost extra for uh, them to piss you to ask them to piss in a cup and do a drug test? I, I don't do that, but I could. I mean, I guess I could. All right. Well, we'll, we'll say that one fell flat, Mickey. We'll just move <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't happened, though. <laughs> no piss fetish. All right, fuck. All right, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't deal with piss fetish people. Like, people call about that from time to time, but. Yeah. I'm just like, that's much. too much. Like, I don't want to deal with fluids in general. How many, how many like, clients? Don't spit on me. Don't, like. Be respectful. Calm needs to be mm-hmm. contained. Like, no, like, I don't want fluids. Fluids is the danger part. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. We can fluids. do all this. How many, how many people believe, do you think that come, you, how many people do you think come through that, like, uh, for them, that this is more like an educational thing? You know what I mean? They're trying to learn how to sexually interact with people. Oh, I mean, like, all of them need to learn for the most but, part. But like, how many of them are there them. for the education? Uh, not that many. I mean, most people... Do like, any of them leave with degrees? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I've, like, I've been, like, I've, I feel like I've actually, like, taught people something before where, like, they kind of wander, like, they'll come for a long time and you get them, like, sort of, like, introduce them to their own sexuality, and mm-hmm. then they meet somebody, and they're, like, happy. Or, like, they're with somebody already, and then they, like, are able to vibe because they were able to, like, yeah, come they're out of their shell a little bit, you know? Almost like a, uh, like a simulation for the game day type deal. Right. And I've had... I've had um, I've had people refer to like refer referred to me by like their therapist. That's you know, yeah. Where they had like a like a phobia of oh. talking to women. They were like unable to communicate with women, and they you know, and that was something they were struggling with. And they you know, there's reviews and things like that. I have a long-standing um, reputation, and they pulled up you know a couple of names, and mine was on there, and. That's cool. And okay. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's Because it's like, you know, like, I can show you what it's like. That Like, it's not that hard. Like, women are just Do therapists human. get any, like, referral bonuses for? I don't generally know who they are. Okay. 
Just I didn't know if it was like a marketing thing. Uh, you know what's funny is I got I have a friend whose dad uh, loves escorts, loves them, can't get enough of them, and he's uh, he he showed me this whole uh, like step by step process to find out like who's real and who's not. Um, like he goes, you, have you ever heard of arrows? I take it. I. Yes, I'm familiar with arrows. Arrows. So he he showed me arrows first, and then you gotta you gotta take the phone number, then you gotta review the phone number, go to the erotic review, and then you get oh, yeah, all these that's a big one. because there's so many different like scams and stuff on those. When online people call, ones. when people call me from the erotic review, I know they're serious. Yeah, because you that's one of the ones where you have to like pay to see or post or do anything. Got it. Um, but even if you, like, I send people there sometimes because, like, you can see, like, the dates of reviews. So mm. at least if somebody is like, you know, I don't know if you're legit. And, like, well, you know, go look because you can see there's 12 years of something. Right. Yeah. And there's not going to be 12 years of bad reviews because you can't keep going for that long with bad reviews. Sure. <laughs> so, <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even without reading them, you can see that, like, I exist. But yeah, that's that's one of the ones. That's a that's a pro one. What was the other? It's t- funny because uh, anything else with the computer, completely, he's he's like an idiot. Like he can't, he doesn't know how to. He he runs businesses and he can't do any marketing. But the second you're like, hey, can you like find me like a legit? He's like a Ooh. fucking hacker. What's it? What's his phone number? He might be on my phone. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to. No, don't what? do it now. <laughs> <laughs> put it put it out on the podcast. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. That's uh, that's off my conversation. Yeah, that couple, would be really I've, funny. I've, I've had a couple of like path crossing things like that that have happened that like the other person doesn't necessarily know that I'm a different person. Oh. But I cuz like I have like one phone with two phone numbers so the contact list is all the same so like I know them in one way, and I also know them in another way. Got it. <laughs> How do you do your screening? Because I know uh, screening is a big thing. It's a thing. It's, you know, most people, like, it's always, like, I mostly just go by my gut at this point. It, there's ways to check numbers. There's ways to sort of, you know, you do, back like, a little background check or something. But with, like, like uh, those, like, text now numbers and, like, you can change your number all the fucking time. So yeah. like, you never really fully know what you're dealing with. It's all about like judging someone's phone manners and like are how are they acting toward me and you know, do they seem like Do they give their full and real names? And then you probably just look them up on social media most of the time too. No, but I mean like a lot of times people call with their real phone numbers and I'll find them on social media or I'll check them on like a background check thing and be like, okay, this is actually a real person. Got it. It's It matches the name that they gave me, you know, blah, blah, blah. But mostly it's just a vibe. Mostly it's just a vibe. Mostly and if they follow instructions. So, like, you make the process, especially the first-time booking process, a little bit of a pain in the ass. Okay. And, like, have them jump through a couple of easy hoops, but just, like, to see how well they follow instruction. If somebody is, like, if you say, hey, can't talk to you now, will you text me 
at this time or call me at this time and they do something other than that, mm-hmm. they're going to mm-hmm. they, that's like red flag number one. Right. Got it. Or sometimes like you ask them to pick you up something on the way. If it's like a new person, be like, oh, hey, can you pick me up a bottle of lemonade or like something easy just to see if they're like willing to follow instructions from you. And like, interesting. You just kind of like you have to like it's like taking control of the process. Sure. Mm-hmm. How do you figure out if someone's a cop or not? Huh? Does that happen that often, or I don't know. Like, I can almost like, is there anybody sometimes. really like really care? I don't know how to answer that. Because I'll be honest, I think it's, it should just be legalized. Like I, I'm, I think sex work should be legalized there, all across the there board. Is, I just feel like there is no way at this point, having operated as long as I have with the same name and the same number, like they have. I have to be on the radar. Sure, they know who I am. It's you know, so- like law enforcement knows who I am. I'm, I just presume that. And yeah, and they're probably like, oh, this is person's not really like harming anybody. And like, yeah, there's, like not, I, like, I, I there's trust- not like bodies showing up. You know what I mean? I think that's the right. only time they really want to get in, they have to get involved is if somebody's getting murdered or something. Well, like that. yeah, I mean, and they also, I mean, like presumably they do actually want to prevent like trafficking and abuse situations. And sure. And a lot of it is racially motivated. Like, I know that I have, like, white the privilege. privilege of just being an older white woman with, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I try to share that with other providers, you know? Yeah. And just do my best, you know? Yeah, I think the most If they want to bust you, like, they'll bust you. Yeah, I it's think like, also, you know, too, the most amount you can, you can look like a... Um, you know, an upstanding citizen of like a homeowner and things like that. They're generally going to leave you alone because also too, you fucking pay their tax. You know what I mean? Like you pay their salaries in a sense. So they can go fuck themselves because if you're paying your taxes, the taxes go to cops. I also feel like the fact that I'm like a really loud mouth has like a prophylactic effect. Like Mm. I would be a fucking PR nightmare if like, the city of Cleveland decided to prosecute me for whatever. Yeah. A mm-hmm. nightmare. <laughs> That's awesome. That rules. <laughs> so here's, we still kind of stumble, but if, if sex work were to be legalized, what would be the ideal situation for you? Like, what would that look like? Oh, well, I mean, for me, like running the, you know, like I'm in a comfortable place. Sure. I would just like to be able to operate my business. Like, I would like to be able to legally advertise. Yeah. I would be able to, like, to, like, offer employees benefits and advertise for, you know, and, like, create a safe, like, I've always been focused on creating, like, a safe environment for everybody. But it's, there's no, there's no system for me to do that. Yeah. Um, but I know that like for other workers in different places and there's different types of work and there's, you know, so like everybody has something a little different that they need, Mm -hmm. but mostly it's safety. It's the ability to work on your, like on your own terms and to like own a business and run a business, you know, like work above ground and be like an accepted member of the world. Right. Instead Mm -hmm. of having to be like. This like so like okay here's another way like how do some people claim their income? 
Hey, everybody's got different ways. Okay. Yeah, because that's also what I was interested in, too. Why don't you share your taxes with us? And a lot lot of people don't. And that's the thing that makes, like, the whole, like, prohibition of sex work fucking the dumbest. Right. Because it's at least a $6 billion industry. At least. And and we have no idea, like, because most most people do not report their income. Sure. It's all cash. And... Like that could be Yeah, all these dumbass Republicans complaining be, about the fucking debt be, ceiling. Right. Just shut the fuck we up. We could like we could fucking fund Medicare for all, sex workers alone. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Just like that, you know? And it, it's 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 dumb. It's dumb. And then like Ohio passes stupid laws that make it it's actually considered a felony right now for anyone to accept money from a sex worker. If they know they're a sex worker, really? Yeah, and it's like a it's a it's a move to like drive people out of housing and put them in more danger and try to like, you know, not let them be whores or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just it it's stupid. It it's really stupid is because we have money to spend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these politicians are getting. There's a lot of it. You know, they're spending they're, it. Yeah, they're part of it. Yeah, you hire out like a third party to kind of like stick around during like business hours to make sure that like everything's remains safe or. I can't almost that myself. Okay. Yeah, dude, she has a hatchet in the car. That's true. That hatchet's scary. Her house is like Home Alone too. It's just fucking <laughs> rigged <laughs> with paint cans. Well, and, and in this, okay, so baseball bat, Joe Pesci's, right? <laughs> in this kind of industry where there's no, you know, it's very like down. It's the underground shit. Like your reputation is everything, and mm-hmm. I have a reputation for chasing motherfuckers out. Mm-hmm. Like I put up with no bullshit. <laughs> it yeah, seems I too like that. a lot of your clients are pretty chill people and anyways. so like after a while yeah like the people that know that they're gonna be because there's clients that know they, they they're they calling they're looking for someone they're looking for access to a body or they're looking for someone to like shove around and take advantage of mm-hmm. and they learn after a while like don't call her mm-hmm. yeah you know and uh, so I mean how much you, I mean how much do you think because of the things the way they are, it puts more like people in danger in what ways? What, what ways do the people what do you are mean? so like in what ways are people in danger because they won't legalize it? Well, like if anybody like and I've seen this happen with like other workers and like you can't call the cops. Mm-hmm. If whatever mm-hmm. happens, if you get raped, if you get beaten up, if whatever, like people are afraid to call the cops. Yeah. Um that- that sucks. So you don't have that, like, protection. You, and you don't, like, you're never going to be treated with dignity, right? Mm-hmm. And anytime, well, like... even when it is a cop, they don't treat them with dignity. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just because she, like, fucked a bunch of people. Like, who cares? Right. And that's, I know, How is this newsworthy? And that's, like, something that I've had. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, who gives a fuck? Right. 
Right. We do because we put it on our podcast. Well, yes. Well, because she got fired. Right. I, mean, I don't like, think she anything, deserved to get fired. If anything, like everybody should be up in arms about the fact that she got fucking fired. Well, we want to talk about the point of how fucking stupid this whole thing is. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous in the same way that like the the the, the illegality of sex work is ridiculous. It's just about like what are you doing with that vagina? Yeah, it's just one you know, more. Like, it's just one more way a man can take control yours. of a woman's body. You can't sell that. You can't use that for your own pleasure. Sure, <laughs> that's for your husband. That's like Jedediah. Yeah, it's the same thing. With it. Yeah, yeah. That's, Who can't for, put it down? That's apparently, that's for birthing your eleven children. Yeah, he's not, he's not even laying pipe. He's just laying a whistle. Poor <laughs> son of a bitch. Land logs, flute. <laughs> Lincoln Logs, old Jedediah. <laughs> Little straws. I had one Kindling. more qu- I had one more question, and now I'm trying to I'm spacing on it. Um uh fuck. What was the other question? Oh, so like we we talked about some of your clients, but like there is a stigmatism around like sex people who seek out sex workers or clients of sex workers, so as being like creeps. So, like, right. what are some of the type of characters that, like, normally kind of c- come through uh, that aren't necessary? I'm sure there's some of that. I mean, right. I mean, there's, there's a reason why that's a stereotype. But We've like, already covered rabbis and yeah. Amish. There's definitely creeps. <laughs> and this is something I actually feel, like, really strongly about, um, like, the client shaming. And it's something that's really tempting to do even, like, when you're in the in sex work where you're, like, when someone's shitty to you, you're like, oh, well, that's why you got to pay for pussy. You know, like, <laughs> but the the reality is, like, one of the biggest things I've learned doing this work is that people come to me and people come to sex work for so many reasons. You know, like, there's the creep factor. Uh and there's the people, like I said, who are just looking for someone to abuse that they think is vulnerable and mm-hmm. that they can take advantage of. Um, there's what I call the vending machine guys, where they're like, they have some very specific thing they want to do and have happen. And they're like, I just want to pay money and have that thing happen. And Like getting pegged? Like getting, it's usually the peggers. Yeah. yeah. It's usually the peggers. Nailed it. I knew <laughs> that. It's usually the peggers. My buddy, my buddy got a. Uh, they don't want to talk about really, an escort to get pegged. You really pinned the tail on that donkey, my friends. <laughs> yeah, pegged the tail on the donkey. Um, and I, we could go on about pegging. Because I remember I have he, a whole he, yeah. set of advice for anyone interested in getting pegged. Like men thinking about it out there. <laughs> Just what I understand, slow and steady wins the race. But like (laughs) sometimes, like you know, sometimes I have a lot of, I have a lot of clients on the spectrum. I have a lot of clients in like, like family or religious or. When you say the spectrum, do you mean autism or okay? Yeah. All right. Where they just. What? Can I get a Reese's peanut butter cup? I've been staring <laughs> oh, at that thing yeah. all fucking. Speaking, speaking like, of being on the I spectrum, <laughs> Jeremy's like, can I get a Reese's peanut butter cup? <laughs> this is like my. Just, you know, you saw like how I had to very specifically put all I can't my bring things candy in. around me and uh, have it be consumed in some this way. This is the candy form. thing that I always have in my purse. I just like stuff whatever fits in there and. Hell yeah, dude. Anyway, but so like so, and I have I have people that I have I have men who come in that have. Body issues, you know, people who are 
have mobility issues, have like You're like a saint. It's not really though. I mean I'm You like like people I'm in like wheelchairs a, and stuff? Um sometimes, yeah. Someone's gotta do that. Sometimes I sometimes have someone's really old gotta dudes. fuck the people oh, in wheelchairs. I, there's a lot of like there's a lot of really old men who are just like fucking still horny and they can't get it out but they want someone to just like party with a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and make everybody deserves They just to want feel some attention. I have a lot of younger guys, uh, like the, the the millennial crowd, uh, who are just too fucking busy to have like a girlfriend, mm. and they'll come like once a month. We get to hang out. I'm not, you know, we have a, a friendship or some sort of relationship, but then you know they go back to life and fucking whatever. capitalism. Room so there's like lots of like, like the way I choose to see it is like there's a lot of different reasons why you can have trouble maintaining a like typical or like like a romantic relationship in the wild. Sure. But it doesn't diminish your need to like have that kind of attention. So that's what I try to like address. What about married men? You see a lot of married men? A lot of married men. Yeah. Of course. And if you know what, if there's a choice between cheating on your wife with like a person out there or coming to see me, Coming to see me is the kinder choice. Yeah. I'm never It's gonna, a safer choice. I'm never gonna yeah. fucking call you at 2 a.m. I'm never gonna expect anything more to, from you than like that pile of cash you give me when you come in. I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm gonna, you know, and you, we can be close and we can be friends. And I'm never gonna fuck with your life. Hmm. And I'm never going to be like hurt by you not being able to give that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you go out and have an affair, you're like hurting everybody. Yeah. Come see me. Whatever. It's like getting your hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive haircut, though. That is an ex- Yeah. That is a- <laughs> Actually, you know, my girlfriend, I she has told me that she spent a couple hundred dollars on a haircut, so... Well, like on, I said, on with whatever like the, the hourly rate is, I don't know. With like, like <laughs> the, some of the younger guys, and I have a lot of like kind of like corporate like sales guys who are just out of town a lot, so they don't mm-hmm. have time for a relationship. But like, it would cost that much to go on dates. Sure, right? Where you don't know what you're getting, and even if you get laid, it might not be good. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're coming to like. The play, the professional, the pro. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's guaranteed results. <laughs> I keep losing much. I, I there was one other question I had. Now I keep forgetting it. What about outside of work? Just like meeting somebody, oh, like and then like yeah, sex? just recreational sex. How how does that look in your life? What does, about it, does it? it does it happen often, or is this kind of made it a little bit more like a, a job? Do you ever? Or is it it's, is it all just blended together? Recreational sex is still very important. Um but it is complicated. It is it does get more complicated with the job. Yeah. For who though? For everybody. I got it. Okay. You know, like if I'm I mean, if I'm just like being on someone like whatever, but like for relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that I do at this point, at least like feel the need to be upfront about like this is what I do because mm-hmm. there's just no way to hide it sure um if you're gonna take anyone seriously right mm-hmm. if you're just like hanging out every once in a while there's no need to 
No need to bring it up. Until someone's, like, going to be asking you, like, questions about how you spend your time, you know. Sure. How do you make your money? If right. you, everyone on the if first date, everyone's have, first question is, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a yeah. living? Yeah. Which I usually cover by, I'll be like, I'm an artist. And like, I do enough of like weird stuff. I can be like, I can tell people now that I I'm a do performance. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> You're a performance artist. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can tell people you do a podcast. That's- <laughs> I just need like to tell people I do things that they don't really understand. And they're like, okay. Uh, yeah. You, it, so is there like a service industry night for other sex workers like they would like for bartenders? Or Where like, like we go to each other's places yeah. and like fuck each other? Yeah, and, like, and it's like 10% off your bill. <laughs> there are, so like there are like different like adult stores and like strip clubs and like different sex related businesses. Um, if you're, there are industry discounts. Nice. Like I get like, Di- like discounts on like toys and lingerie and bullshit like that at certain places and like sometimes like if you go to like a strip club you'll like they'll waive like the cover fee or whatever or like you get a couple drinks or do you think that there's sex workers that seek out other sex workers I don't know but I have been like really wanting to do that like build a community no, no, I mean, no, like, no. like, I want the client. A sex worker going to another sex worker for th- the same services that they might provide somebody else. I want to have a client experience. With Are somebody. you sure you don't want to just start a cult, Marley? <laughs> it has been suggested that I already. Full circle back yeah, to the good cults, call everybody. Back. It has been suggested <laughs> that I already have started a cult. It's just in the, like,. The birthing It's stages. in the Amish but you put community. The, you put the sex, buy, it's you when put the I sex buy, up front. It's so when it's, I buy... Wait, the sex is up front. Like, I'm not going to tell you who to have sex with. Just do, do your thing. Right. Fun. You're not going to be anybody's boss. It's when it's when I buy the piece of land, you got to really start to... Worry. Worry. Not and worry. Then you start it, getting guns all, instead of hatchets. First of all, it's a no-kill cult. <laughs> <laughs> First of its kind, really. Very important. No kill cult. That's how they all start. <laughs> yeah, that's how they really though. It really is how they start. It's like, oh, we're all, oh, we're all just friendly. Here. And then next thing you know, like they're buying guns and ammunitions and probably You got that one person that wants to leave and they have I too do. much information. <laughs> no, I do sorta I mean, I guess my only like evil machination is I do sort of want to keep the men in like a kennel. Yeah. <laughs> you want to keep Fair men enough. in a kennel. A m- like a comfy kennel. Like a pet. Oh, you one. mean like what we put Mexican children in around the border. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, so much better than that. So much better than that. Yeah, they Where get like, water. We could call it tiny houses if that makes you feel better. A little yeah. bit. But just like you guys all Trailers. just like fucking calm down. Wait till you're needed. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then come out and hang out, and you know everybody can bang whoever they want. I'm not. I don't want any control of that because that's where it goes bad. Yeah, that's when people start to get weird. That's when you start having to like poison people's tea and shit. Like, honestly, that. though, even when like, so even like during like the whole like '60s or free loving or whatever, it seemed like a lot of those like, oh, you can have sex with anybody kind of groups. Even those quickly devolved because people are selfish idiots. Like, 
Not everyone's capable that, of it. There's a pride issue. Shit. Yes, it's I don't mostly mean, men. Like, I don't mean to be like like down on men, but it's just like it went too far. Yeah. And it was always like that whole thing, even like the 60s thing. It was I like think a, it might it was survive like a in a Gen Z situation thing. now, but like I think. But I think first you need some like luxury kennels. I think every generation, <laughs> every generation pretty much of men were told that like this world is specifically made for you. All of this is yours. Right. So, right. so there's like, Gen Z doesn't have that as much as, I, I think we were like the last generation who had, or not Gen Z. Um, yeah, no, Gen Z. Well, no, we were millennials. Uh, Gen it's Zers. transitional right now. Yeah, it's very transitional. I don't think they have that kind of pride that like a, gen, or, you know, a millennial would have. And then oh, prior the Zoomers, generations. The Zoomers, I have placed all my faith in the Zoomers. I hear that a lot out of uh, people. But I think the, if a co-ed cult is going to work, like dudes have to just like hang out in their own little zone for a while. And their kennels. And I don't think it, I don't think everyone I don't think anybody a, from millennial prior is going to be able to down. do that because, like I said, they were ingrained to think that everything right. in well, this that, world was made for the them. Indoctrination process would be like you need to calm down. That's your calm down room. Deprogramming. <laughs> You're gonna have to deprogram that person. You just need to calm down. Here's whatever everything you need. You have it. Strap them just down like some there. sort of clockwork orange situation. No, no, no. no, just here's everything you need to be comfortable. Just sitting there. With yourself. Sounds like prison. <laughs> and, 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 and then come out and like hang out. But like you're not in charge of anything. Mm. Keep oh, there you go. Yourself. Okay. Keep it to yourself for a while. <laughs> so men men shouldn't have any power. Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Just, for, just to like establish the. No, the moment you give them power is the moment your cult's fucked. No joke. Like, that's the down. Everybody loves and power. Then, like, well, you think if women love power, they're not going to just, like, take advantage. Like, they're going to be like, oh, just for a little bit. I thought women all have the, the power just for a little bit, and then they're, they're going to give it back. It's no fucking just, chance no, yeah. in it's hell. It's about creating an equilibrium. Yeah. They're I'm like, all about creating. Everybody's cool. free. You know what? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We, we just destroy mm. everything. We just all everything. And then we're all in the wild. Like, you know, like Jeremy's people were at one point. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody. The indigenous. Fucks. Yeah. The, the the untamed native. <laughs> I love how the I, real free every man. Time, every time somebody says uh, Christopher Columbus discovered America, I just want to fucking blow my brains out. How can you discover something with people already there? <laughs> no, he just made it better. You mean he stumbled upon something? <laughs> well, that's what he did, fucking stupid son of a bitch. Hey, I thought you were gonna break into song earlier where you're like, everybody, uh, everybody, ev everybody needs, needs to die. Remember uh, that song? No. Oh, you, guys are both, <laughs> you guys are both breaking into it. Well, that's a good it. place. I remember set. that song. I was trying to like work his like thing into the lyrics. I think, we're, I think we're a little bit over an hour now. So thank you, Marley, so much for joining us. Uh, You're welcome. And sharing your, your thoughts and your stories. I do have one last thought. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. About what you just said. About what? About women about, taking power? No, about how we all need to just... Destroyed. Go out into the like tear down the system and go out into the wild. Yeah. You can't run very fast. Okay. I can like see that. Okay. And if you're gonna like support that like mission statement, I'm all for it. But 
I would suggest learning how to get walk. some track shoes. Wow, yeah. I think we're we're ending on it on Marley <laughs> yes. telling me I need to lose weight. Yes, <laughs> thanks, it's Marley. It's not about losing weight. It's not about weight. It's about that cardio, baby. You got to be able to run for a long all time. All right, <laughs> you're running from God. If That's where you're running if from. We're all going feral. That's the number one. That's the number. The only one, thing I run uh, from is my skill. demons. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jeremy? Is Jeremy a fast runner? No, no, I'm a, I, no. I mean, like I, I, no. I, like, I could take you guys both out. I can barely like, get out of bed in the, in the first morning. days of the purge. I would take you guys both. Out. Oh, for sure. I'm, well, I have a gun, so I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping that. I'm, I'm all. I'm Even all with the guns, I'm. But fucked. I have, yeah. <laughs> and a hatchet. I got ears. <laughs> Quiet shoes and a hatchet. That's all you need. I like how Marley was like, I have one more thought. Mickey, by the way, you can't run. Yeah. I mean, like, if, that's, if that's what you think that like the world should look like, you need to get she, ready for it. She buddy. knows the she knows the system of this podcast <laughs> all too well. Uh Mickey, uh where they where can they find you on social media? Just at Mickey Genosi, Instagram, whatever. That's that's the main one. Uh, yeah, same here. I'm try- I'm promoting my Instagram at uh Jeremy underscore Demery. That's G-H-E-R-A-M-Y underscore Demery. Marley, care to uh promote any kind of I am only on Facebook under my real name, Marley Pickles. Marley Pickles. The one Should we only. have used your stage name? I don't Should thought. I block that out? Huh? Should I should I bleep out your name? Uh, no, I don't care. It's a lot of bleeping. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't worry about it. You've already had too many. I wouldn't have said it four times. Moments. I don't necessarily. I didn't say my uh, like. I don't want those two names necessarily together. Sure, that's what I'm. That's but, what I'm wondering. Yeah, got it. Okay, because we didn't state your other name. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check her out on Facebook. Check out Mickey's Instagram. Check out my Instagram. Also go to secretsocietycomedy.com for any future shows that Mickey and I might be on. And uh, check us on social media to see if we're doing any shows in your area. Uh, Thank you and God bless and hail Satan. Hail Satan. Bye-bye. Bye.